Okay, welcome everybody. This is Mary Craig Ministries and Craig House Christian Fellowship. We are in a series, Truth for All Time. The message today is Finding Our Way to Jehovah Shammah or Shammah. I am Dr. Mary Craig. It is October 1, 2023. And Stephen Craig is going to open us with prayer. Holy Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus Christ, whose we are and whom we serve. We thank you for the body and blood sacrifice of Christ on our behalf. We thank you for his life of radical obedience perfect, personal, perpetual obedience, even to death on the cross. We thank you that he fulfilled all righteousness, even to dying to pay the penalty for sin, redeeming those for whom he died by his blood, the sacrifice of himself. We thank you he brought the reconciliation that overcomes alienation from you, that by this reconciliation we can know you as Father. We thank you that Jesus bore your wrath, bore the curse, bore the sin and bore the glory. Jesus destroyed the works of darkness, defeating Satan and his kingdom publicly. We thank you, Lord God, for those in Christ were chosen before the foundation of the world and and we are accepted in the Beloved. We thank you that Jesus died and he was buried, that he rose again from the dead, out from among the dead, and ascended into heaven to sit at the right hand of the Almighty. Jesus Christ is King of kings, Lord of lords, God the Son, Son of God, ruler over the kings of this earth, and coming again in power and great glory. We thank you for the sending of the Holy Spirit, and we ask that the Holy Spirit come as the Spirit of truth, guiding us into the truth, that he come as the Spirit of wisdom and revelation, revealing Jesus Christ to us and granting us wisdom for the days in which we live. We ask that the Holy Spirit open our eyes to comprehend, understand, and perceive what you have for us today. Open the eyes of our minds and open the eyes of our hearts to receive. Honor our desire to glorify you. We come before you in humility, on bended knee, with our heads bowed. We pray that we be renewed in the spirit of our minds and put on the new man which was created according to you, God, in true righteousness and holiness that you would sanctify us by your word and by your Holy Spirit, that we may open our mouths boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel of Jesus Christ with love, compassion, and grace, that we might love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. It is in the name of Jesus Christ that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. All right. Loneliness, even the very word, brings pictures of desolation. This emotional state brings heaviness of heart and plays no favorites. It intrudes rudely, uninvited, yielding no mercy, knowing no time limit. One cannot make a deal with it. It lingers, 
when standing in a crowd, it stalks us like a silent killer. It brings groans to the spirit and pain to the cavity of the soul. A consuming anguish, loneliness comes to the teen, the college student, to the prison inmate, to the business person, to the single, to the homemaker, to children, to the rich, to the poor, to any and to all. In the mind runs yesterday's song and today's disappointment. The dull pain, the undetermined ache, the listlessness, and the inability to enjoy life bring the sense of feeling cut off, shut out, empty, isolated. Everything is tasteless. With greater isolation, increasing mobility, cosmopolitan perspective. People cannot only feel lonely when actually alone by themselves, but even when a crowd at a family reunion, at work, in church, in their own home, wherever. Academic in our society, loneliness permeates even art in every form, along with anxiety, is a most devastating malady in our age. Too many of us know it well, especially since COVID-19 lockdowns. God has created us in his image as social Creatures. He created us to enjoy a personal relationship with him, our creator. We were not made to be independent, codependent, or merely dependent on other human beings. We were made to be dependent upon God as source and sustainer of life and live interdependent with others. Loneliness, then, comes from deficiency in relationship, first to God and second to people. Loneliness comes as we engage the reality that the umbilical cord was cut, leaving the soul's screaming silently unto death as one attempt after another to connect to the life source fails. Sin severs our relationship with God. Sin brings alienation from God, restored only through the person and work of Jesus Christ. The heart's vacuum can only be filled by God as one comes in repentance and faith 
to receive forgiveness of sin and new life through Christ. But one who has received Christ can also feel lonely and find life tasteless. Yet God has given us great and precious promises. Let's listen to Second Peter 1, 3 and 4. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence by which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises, so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. God promises to be our constant companion. John fourteen twenty six to twenty eight. His presence is everywhere and God is near. Many, however, refuse it, not truly believing in the goodness of God. I find that many fear the presence of the Holy Spirit, shrink back from the manifestation of God's glory, fear vital spiritual union with Christ, and have little desire for the strength of the bond of fellowship created in the covenant of grace. And that bond is with Jesus and the Godhead. Some prefer to stay religious, seeking to control the relationship. Some give little care to grieving the Holy Spirit, shunning his companionship and comfort. The living and true God is a person with characteristics or attributes. God is good and good continually. He loves us, and we can truly trust in him. He never harms us, for love does no harm. We talk a lot about God and talk to him, but do we expect to hear from him? Do we really want him to show up? Do we really want him to manifest his presence? Abraham was the friend of God. Moses spoke to God face to face. Jesus, the infinite God-man, Son of God, God the Son, declares to us the Father. Jesus Christ sent the Holy Spirit as did the Father. The Holy Spirit is given that we might have a paraclete one who goes alongside, a comforter. Incredible. Are we alone in the universe? No. 
but we may feel like we are. Psalm 102 describes the lament of someone, quote, like a desert owl, like an owl among the ruins, like a bird alone on a roof. The psalm speaks of one broken, of one feeling thrown aside, yet God responds to the plea of the destitute. He hears the groans of the prisoners. He hears this silent scream of our anguished soul. When our cries, deafened by the busyness of paltry nothings, though ignored, God our Maker, our Creator, does not change. God is good and it is not good that man should be alone. Loneliness comes as darkness descends and the glory of the God departs. Let's not ignore God and he will not ignore us. Not that he does, but if we ignore him, we may never know otherwise. Psalm 103 describes the soul blessing God for all his benefits, the forgiveness of sin, the healing of disease, the redeeming of a life from the pit, the crowning of the head with love and compassion, the satisfying of desires with good things, which bring compassion, which bring renewal. God's goodness benefits us in his love and compassion. He remembers we are but dust. The angels of the heavenly host do God's bidding, his will. We are to give him the awe, reverence, and worship to his name and to obey his precepts. He is to be acknowledged ruler whose throne is in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. Many factors lead to separation, career, choices, and demands. Responsibility, being homebound, isolation from public life, and even our fears. Satan loves such separation. Unlike being separated unto God, these isolate from what would provide community, support, networking, connection, and companionship. Tendencies to reject others, to cast aside the friendship of others, 
to live autonomously, to demand of others, all can bring deficiencies in relationships. Pride, hostility, fears, rigidity, selfishness, critical attitudes, insistence upon others, yielding, envy, unforgiving attitudes, all these can isolate us and bring loneliness knocking. These reasons may have many different underlying causes. Depending on how we have interpreted the events of our lives and chosen to respond to them. Now, some of you may remember my little diagram. Event plus interpretation of the event yields um, results in our response. So we write down events a little plus sign, interpretation of event, and then you put like an arrow, make an arrow pointing to the right, and then write response. And a big part of that is the interpretation of the event. How we're going to interpret events and then how we're going to respond. We have choices when we respond. We can get better or better, brought down or we can rise up. People reject us sometimes, too. Nothing to me is more pitiful than seeing a child whose parent ignores him or her and the child walks away dejected and crushed in spirit. I see such cries of bonding, for bonding. There is no bonding there. I see such cries for bonding. So many opportunities lost. Does man live by bread alone? For bread only? Suffering from much constant rejection, being ignored or forgotten and neglected becomes a breeding ground for loneliness. And yet, in such a trying time, we may come to see the hand of God leading us to himself, leading us to maturity in Christ, leading us to taste and see that the Lord is good so that we will be salted with fire, purified and preserved with a passionate zeal, forged in the furnace of affliction. Then we will have salt in ourselves, savoring the things of God. 
I believe we can find Jehovah's Shammah, the nearness and presence of the true and living God, as we understand the ways of God and undertake specific actions. Uh, there's, there's like 14 of them. And these are just, these are suggestions. So I'm gonna have Stephen read these out there. Number one of 14. Recognize that experiencing loneliness is a trial of faith. James 1, 2 through 5, Romans 5, 3 through 5. God uses loneliness to stimulate faith. Psalm 142, 4 through 6. To encourage trust, obedience, and faithfulness. Psalm 31. To cause us to examine ourselves. Matthew 7, 1 and 2. Galatians 6, verse 7 and to develop compassion and patience, 2 Corinthians 1, 3-6. Number two, welcome the Holy Spirit, seeking the Word as to what pleases and displeases the Lord, 1 Thessalonians 4, 1 and 2, and 1 John 3, 22. Number three, Find relationship with God deepening as the old Adamic nature is given up to judgment, denied and put off, and we begin to be an imitator of God as his child and constant companion. Ephesians 4, 17 to 5, verse 21. Number 4. Identify and seek to eliminate those qualities, actions, practices, and attitudes that promote loneliness. For we are to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and our neighbor as ourself. Matthew 22, 37-40. Number five. Develop actions, practices, and attitudes that promote deep and intimate relationships, beginning with God first. Matthew 6.33 Ask Jesus to do this work, sanctifying through the Word and by His Spirit. Number 6 of 14 Learn to be helpful to other people. By practicing intercession, giving, witnessing, comforting, hospitality, serving, providing practical assistance, assisting in projects, etc. Start with one act slash action and take small steps of obedience at the first. Romans 12. Number seven, ask, trust, and seek the Holy Spirit for fruit that remains. Galatians 5, 22 and 23. Number eight, 
relate to others as we would like others to relate to us, in sincerity and with genuine interest. Number nine, appreciate other people, not comparing and envying and selfish ambition, but knowing that what good God has done for others, he can do in our lives. 1 Peter 1, 22 and 23, James 3, verses 13 through 18. A good way to start is to acknowledge, appreciate, bless, and delight in the Godhead. Now this also comes with a reference, 1 Peter 1, 22 and 23. Okay, that is one of the references that was mentioned. This is still uh, number 9. Starting at 22. Having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth for a sincere brotherly love, Love one another earnestly from a pure heart, since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and abiding word of God. Number 10. Be a better listener. Proverbs 1, verse 33. Number 11. Promote God and others being a cheerleader and taking pleasure in the lives and experiences of those around us, learning from them, taking interest in them. Philippians chapter 2. Number 12, volunteer, taking the first step to become vitally involved in your local church, a church which believes and preaches the Word of God. Ephesians 4, 7-16. Number 13, involve yourself in praise and worship, service and fellowship, Psalm 150. And number 14 of 14, practice, quote, one anothering. And the references, Romans 12, 14, 15. So Romans chapter 12, chapter 14, chapter 15. First Peter chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 32 and 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 18, chapter 5 verse 11, chapter 15, for example. All right, thank you. The Lord is near. For the person in Christ, he dwells within. Let us come near to him, and he will come near to us. Amen. And Holy Father, we come to you, and we thank you that in Jesus Christ, we have reconciliation with you, the living creator. You are the greater Redeemer. We thank you that you have redeemed us by the blood of Jesus Christ. We thank you that you accepted the sacrifice of Christ uh, on behalf of those for whom Jesus died. We thank you, Lord God. We can have relationships 
with the maker of heaven and earth, the one who is supreme, El Elyon. We thank you. We can have relationship. We can talk to you anytime. But Lord, help us to do it with respect. Always remembering who you are and that you do as you please. And Lord, that our lives are in your hands. We have been bought with a price. Our life is not our own. And Lord, help us to bring every thought captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ. And God, we praise you today because you make a home for the lonely. You draw us and we we are to draw near to you. Lord God, help us because we can be alone and we can be in a crowd, we can be anywhere, and you are with us. You are always with us, and you are always for us, and you are always in us, and you are always working through us. We are never alone. And let us be conscious that you are here and there and everywhere. You are sovereign and you are holy. So we are never alone. You know us better than we know ourselves. You know us better than anybody else. I don't care what what human being it is. You're the one that goes through the days and moments and seconds of our lives, throughout our life. And so, help us to call upon your name and you will come. And you are there already. We need to be aware of that. I ask all this in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. And now if you please stand for the benediction. Hebrews 13, verses 20 and 21. Now may the God of the peace who brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you complete in every good work to do his will, working in you what is well-pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen.